Welcome back, everybody, to Laying the Points with Farley Bad. So, oh, we got a special show today. So, let me move right into the business here. Follow us at theoddsbreakers.com, uh, at the oddsbreakers across all social media. You know what it is your one stop shop for all shared sharp betting information. We have podcasts, we have articles, constant across all sports. So, check us out at theoddsbreakers.com. You can also get my premium picks at the oddsbreakers as well. Check out Sports Wagering University at Sports Wager U, building those classes right now. So you'll hear more about that soon. And then uh, check me out on the BetUS NBA show at BetUS TV, five days a week at four o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We go over our picks for these NBA games. Also, obviously, follow me at Farley Bets across all social media and catch me at all those places. I don't want to wait any longer because we've been waiting such a long time to bring my buddy Steve, my circuit partner, back to the show. Bobo Bets at B-O-H, B-O-H Bets. Steve, how the hell are you, man? It's been too fucking long. I know. It's been a while. How you been, man? It's, everything's been good. Just... I've been seeing like five months. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. Two, we- two weeks. <laughs> yeah, two but, weeks. Uh, no, everything's been good. Just been grinding uh, all my soccer grind lately. So... Check check out uh, all my soccer picks. Got big match coming up this week. Champions League. You wait for Champions League finals. So I always tell it, and I always uh, to explain to anybody that doesn't watch soccer. I always say it's the Super Bowl of soccer for Europe. What so, time is that on here? Three, in the East Coast? three p.m. East Coast Saturday. This Saturday, okay. May twenty eighth. So definitely, oh. if, if anything, it's a great excuse just to go out to a bar. And people people go out, they get rowdy for it. It's fun. That's awesome. Good, yeah. good atmosphere. Missed opportunity for us, man, because we have company this weekend. I wish I could be with you. Um, that's going to be a fun time, no matter where you are, probably. You're going to uh, – well, I don't know if we want to talk about bars in this show, but are you going to the one on the corner or are you going to the Irish one? Oh, no, I'm uh, I'm going out of state. I'll be in Delaware this weekend. So. Oh, okay. Oh, you're at the beach yeah. house for it. At the, at the beach house, yep. So Nice. Going to switch it up a little bit, Looking looking forward to it. Yeah. Speaking of switching it up, look at your background here, huh? Whoa. Like oh. Hold on a second. I mean, you know, oh, nobody can see it, but you got oh, the Giants, of course. Oh, look at this. You can also see this. <laughs> got a little painting of Duke over there. Just so astute, man. You got all these degrees, awards, yeah. accolades. Look at you. You know, I've been waiting to actually have an office for the longest time, man, because even when I went into work, I was – you know, kind of displaced. I'd only go like one time a week. I never set up my office. And I mean, I mean, half the world now, I mean, probably more than that is working from home. Uh, oh, I guess I shouldn't say half the world. I mean, there's a lot of people who have to go into work, but a lot of us are working from home. So I was excited to get my, my spot, man. I finally got it. I feel like, I feel like we've arrived and, and, and it's only for one reason, really. There we I go. Made this all happen. <laughs> Circa baby. Uh, but uh, Steve and I are definitely going to be back in circuit this year, guys, in case, in case you haven't already gathered that. Uh, and we can't wait for this NFL season. So bringing Steve back on this show, and we are going to break down these week one games way too early, handicapping of week one NFL. Um, but, I mean, why not? I mean, Steve, I, I know personally I'm not going to place any of these bets probably. I mean, if I, if I thought that there, there was a huge advantage to placing one of these bets now, I might. Uh, but there's just so much uncertainty that's going to happen yeah. from now until September and injuries and COVID. Mm-hmm. Who the hell knows? So uh, it's tough to really feel like I want to execute any of these bets. But let's at least give our initial thoughts. 
Um, and then, of course, we can yield to one another when we talk about our teams. I can't wait to actually hear your thoughts on, on your birds because there's a lot of chatter going on right now. Philly is excited, and I think you guys have reasons to be. But oh yeah, um, would love to hear that from you when we get to that game. Let's start, man, with the Bills at the Rams opening game, Thursday night football. This is a pick em now. We're getting these lines at betonline.ag in case anyone's wondering. At BetOnline, it's a pick em in most books. It's a very close game or a pick em, and the total's at 52. Um, I guess I could just start this one off, Steve. I'm, I'm looking – I would probably only look at the Bills here. Uh, the Bills starting the season – uh, you know, after last year, probably expecting to be in the Super Bowl, expecting to finally win it, thinking that they have the best team. Uh, and, you know, that's kind of what happens, right? That Super Bowl letdown. The Rams just won. Uh, now Stafford has that has that elbow thing going on. The, like the fact that he got an injection is not a good thing. You know, that that you don't do that unless it's fairly serious. Um, and obviously these are still going to be two of the best teams in the NFL, I think. But. I like the Bills as kind of sneaky little underdogs going into L.A. Right now I'm leaning their side, and I feel like that would be a great teaser leg to tease up the Bills like six or seven points when what is at least going to be probably a very close game. Yeah, I just have to say how cool is it that we're doing this already? I know, man. I love it. It's like flashbacks already. I can't believe it. Um, No, I mean, how how often do we see, you know, teams come in? uh, It's going to be – the ceremony, uh, ceremonial night for the Rams fans, right? To have their uh, Super Bowl banner un- unveiled, unveiled, and uh, you know that kind of sometimes can catch teams off guard. I, I remember just seeing in the past Patriots, you know, how many they had to do, and you know, teams like Alex Smith and the Chiefs went in there and you know dominated them on like a Thursday night game. So it's very possible. I think Bills can come in here. We we are going to, I think, across the board, everyone is going to say that we the AFC is. I think far and beyond better than the NFC as on paper right now. And I, I, I don't see the bills any other way here as well. Uh, definitely going to probably be really looking at the over on this one. I think it Thursday night kickoff the season, definitely see that kind of shootout. Like we saw last, uh, last Thursday night, uh, last year's opening game with Tampa and the Cowboys, just a back and forth affair. So yes, that's what I'm looking to really see in that one. Yeah, and uh, a good segue there. Well, actually, I guess that's one of the later games, so we'll skip. But the Bucks and the Cowboys face each other again in the first week of the uh, season. That's interesting. That's going to be Sunday night football, I think. Um, so that'll – yeah, 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 Sunday night football. Wow. Two years in a row. That's going to be a really good game. I'm glad that they put that on Sunday night. Let's go to the Ravens at the Jets. The Jets, five-point underdogs. Ravens looking all buttoned up again this year after another great draft, too. Totals at forty five. What do you got here, if anything, Steve? Uh, I think I think it's going to be hard not to probably take the Ravens. And you said it's at it's at the Jets. Remember last year? I don't know how I remember this. Ravens first game of the season, Monday Night Football, went into Vegas. They kind of stalled out. Didn't really look that polished off as well. So maybe that's something to think about. Maybe early in the season. Then again, their off season last year coming into the season was a lot of injuries. So they're really looking forward to having maybe a lot less injuries. Um, key weapons back like J.K. Dobbins. They're running uh, their uh, backfield hopefully a lot healthier, and that could just add a whole completely different wrinkle to their team. Uh, Bateman's going to be their number one now. There's still going to be some growing pains with the Jets. I think Lamar is going to be pretty hungry this year to make a statement, uh, especially I don't think he's gotten his contract sorted out yet, so w- whatever happens with that, but he's definitely going to be you know, putting the, the pedal to the floor. So 
probably going to be leaning heavily on the Ravens, I'd imagine. Yeah, really the only reason why I would want to bet on the Jets is, okay, they're at home, and I know there's some positive chatter out there about the Jets because of their draft. They did, you know, they did have a great draft, but in general, I don't base really any of my early season uh, handicapping on, on on any aspect that happened in the draft. You know, you got to see how these players are going to fit onto these teams and how it's going to all work. Uh, very rarely is there, you know, an earth-shattering uh, player that comes out of the draft and just completely changes the trajectory of a team. So I'm sure that the Jets will fight hard in the beginning of this game. Maybe, you know, maybe like an early bet on the Jets to kind of come out and surprise the Ravens. Right. Everybody has a clean slate at the start of the year. So the Jets are going to be more more amped than usual, have more hope than usual, obviously. But Ravens that had a great draft too. Ravens on paper, uh, in my opinion, look like probably the best team in the AFC North. AFC North is kind of always stacked, but I think this is going to be a better year for the Ravens. So I don't disagree with anything you said. Uh, certainly not going to have any thoughts about the total just yet on that game. All right. How about the Saints at the Falcons? The Falcons are four and a half point favorites on the road and the totals are 41. And that's kind of crazy that the Saints now without Sean Payne are four and a half point favorites on the road. But how bad are these Falcons going to be, Steve? Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, Matt Ryan was kind of holding this team up and making them you know, formidable at, at some points during the past few seasons, but they already weren't a very good team, not very impressed by any of their acquisitions or what they did in the off season. So I just, I don't know, man, I have a chance that the Falcons will, be, I, I have a feeling that the Falcons are going to be lucky to win four or five games this season. So, uh, you know, the Saints without Sean Payne, I don't think they're going to be as sharp, but they still, they're going to have one of the better defenses in the NFL heading into this. And come on, Jameis. This is your spot. This is your opportunity, man. Let's see what Jameis Winston can do in the opening game. So right now I'd have to actually lean. Saints. What do you got here, Steve? Yeah, I think I'm on the same page as you there, leaning Saints. I think Jameis Winston does have a lot to prove. You know, before he got hurt last year, he actually – no, I, I know I looked at his numbers earlier. I can't tell you what they were, but they weren't bad. Like he was actually having a very, uh, very decent season. So I think coming off this injury – yeah, they're not going to have the same coaching staff, but they're, they're, they've definitely gotten some pieces now. Michael Thomas should be back. Uh, that The rookie wide receiver out of Ohio State, uh, I, I want to say Olaf, but I, Olav, Olav or whatever. Uh, Olave, thank you. Oh, Olave, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, got some key weapons you now, and as we know, Kamara. I just think they're going to be all around a more polished, uh, well-oiled team, even with a new coaching staff versus uh, this kind of – I want to say like Frankenstein put together sort of Atlanta Falcons team that really doesn't have an identity, don't have their best receiver due to doing what we're doing right now. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there feels like one of those spots too, where like they're four and a half point dogs in, you know, week one. And I think in week two, uh, maybe it even doesn't matter who they're facing. They're going to be like even bigger dogs, right? Cause everyone's going to be like, wow, this team sucks. <laughs> All right. How about the Patriots at the Dolphins? I can't wait to hear what you say about this, man. Uh, wow. Patriots at Dolphins, and Dolphins are three-point favorites at home, but it's against the Patriots in their favorites. Totals of 44-and-a-half. What do you got there? Yeah, that's a um, very, very, uh, very exciting game, really. I mean, I kind of feel like we always see the Patriots at the Dolphins at the end of the year, right? And we always, we always know that they struggle near the end of the year in Miami. So, 
so it is gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of different to see you know Patriots early on the road. I always try to have my Florida theory. Maybe it's like really hot down there, depending on what the temperature is. Those northern teams like New England might not be as uh, adapted to that type of weather, especially when it's in the the ninety ninety fives. Um, you know, Miami's got a lot of a lot of talent. It's gonna it's they're kind of actually very similar in my in, in respect to the quarterbacks of the Eagles. You know, it's all on Tua now, right? Just yeah. like we'll, we'll get to, it's going to be like, it's all on Hurts now. So there's no excuses. They got the pieces. So let's see what they'll bring. It's kind of hard to to want to, um, especially in opening day against, you know, Bill Belichick with the Patriots, but Miami's got the weapons and they're going to be at home. It's going to be hot down there. I think I could lean towards Miami on this one. Yeah, it's going to be kind of crazy to see Tyreek Hill in a different uniform right mm-hmm. he's, he's gonna be down in that weird um like super super bright green of the miami dolphins and i'm sure that they can have some real firepower there with the offense now reloaded but i don't know that it's gonna be tough not to take the patriots man three-point dogs and to your point i you know most of those failures that they had in previous seasons was because it was towards the end of the year right they're probably thinking about other things thinking ahead um I do think this total, which I'm also not going to take just yet <laughs> because there's no way of knowing where it's going to move at this point, but uh, 44 and a half seems a little high. Um, you know, the Patriots defense and the way that they play and they, they're healthy again. Uh, you know, I don't know. These, these, plus it's an AFC East game. So if these teams are exhausted, maybe that means um, a little less offense as well. But I think it's a little crazy that the Dolphins are favored against the Patriots at the start of the year, especially, I mean, say what you want about Mac Jones, but the Patriots were a contender last year, right? And they, you know, mm-hmm. they got to the dance. They didn't do much with it, but um, yeah, that's a weird one for me. So uh, and just like all these games, I'm going to stay away from that for now. <laughs> uh, Browns at the Panthers, man. Browns are three and a half point favorites on the road. Totals of 43 and a half. This is a tough one because we don't know who the Panthers are going to have a quarterback at the start of the year. Um, Deshaun Watson might not be the quarterback in this game either for the Browns, depending on what happens with him legally. So this is probably just a good game to stay away from. Uh, this is kind of ugly, man. If we talk about Circa, we talk about our Circa picks in the future. How the hell are we going to have a pick on this game? I don't, I don't, I don't think this is the game to pick anything. Do you have any thoughts about it? Well, I mean, I just look back to last year, how we saw Sam Darnold come out and like, go three and oh right away and everyone kind of starts to believe that oh sam darnold found a new uh a new team here in in carolina they're doing some things he was very mobile so maybe look look to see if that that trend continues again this year that he gets off to a little bit of a fast start and then before the wheels eventually do fall off because i don't think sam darnold is going to pan out in this league eventually will become a number two but um a team like cleveland you know deshaun watson he hasn't played in a very long time he's got a lot of issues I, doesn't automatically mean he's going to come out and light the league on fire this year if he does start this first game so look look for uh look for this browns team to be maybe at a slow start and then carolina have some weapons back in christian mccaffrey and sam darnold who you know is a year two quarterback there so i could i could see myself on a opening season at home leaning towards the panthers there all right, how about the Steelers at the Bengals? I think I know which way you're going to go in this direction. Steelers are six and a half point dogs on the road. Totals forty four and a half. Mm, you know, actually, I might surprise you on this one. I, you know, I think Mitch Mitch Trubisky is a very capable quarterback. He sat he sat behind uh, 
Josh Allen there for uh, a year in Buffalo, probably learned a lot. He still was able to get the Bears to a playoff, had had a good good run there. Steelers are a very, very blue-collar, tough team. I, I don't think they're going to lay down, especially in a division game. And after the way the Bengals ran over them both times they met last year, I think they could surprise some people and actually hang around in this game. No, I totally agree, man. I thought that's what you were going to say. Oh, really? We, yeah, I get yeah, it. I mean, to our, to our advantage, right? We played on the Steelers quite a few times last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure in week one, didn't they face the Bills? Yeah, Bills week, week one? one on the road, and they were plus six and a half dogs as well. Why do yeah. I know Why do I know this? And then, <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I just, I just know this. Because <laughs> we're NFL dorks, man. That's why. But, Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> didn't they – but – they won, they won outright, did they not? Yeah, they won outright. They had, uh, I think, a block punt or something. Like, fluke, yeah. like fluky. So, yeah, I mean, so here we go again, right? Joe Burrow coming off that, like, storybook year right after getting injured. Everyone's like, oh, hey, Joey B, Joey B. But I totally agree, man. Mr. Bisky, uh, in my opinion, I, you know, he, he, he had he's had plenty of flaws in his game in the past, sure. But he also didn't have great coaching. He didn't, he didn't have great talent around him. He fits really well, I think, for the mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he's going to run the ball. He's probably going to light up the crowd because he'll take a hit. He's a big dude, and he has a he's a cannon of an arm. Um, so, and, you know, the Pittsburgh defense is always going to show up. So, I hope this line is exactly where it is. I would love a seven, man, because I I could I smell Circa from here in May, Steve. I would probably take the Steelers Ooh. right now <laughs> if we if we had to make our Circa picks because that's what they do in week one, right? Don't, don't um, you know, don't underestimate the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially in the division game. Uh, the 49ers at the Bears. 49ers are six and a half point favorites. Totals 42. This one's tough because the Bears are just, I think they're just awful, man. And, um, you know, they they got the kid at quarterback and he's going to, you know, Justin Fields is going to develop and stuff. But, oof, you know, the 49ers are, they're only going to be just as talented as they used to be now. You know, do we trust in Trey Lance, who, you know, probably going to be their starting quarterback from what we're hearing? I don't, I don't know. Six and a half is a lot of points on the road, but I don't, I'm not, I don't see anything changing from now until September. That's going to make me love Chicago. So I guess, you know, for now I have a lean on the 49ers who have a lot to make up for this year, man. They had high expectations last year. They need to start buttoned up from the very beginning and not be chasing at the end of the year. And they know that, especially in that division that they play. So early lean to the 49ers. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, just looking overall, we know that San Francisco's defense is going to be better. I think it's a safer play. We saw San Francisco go week one out to the Lions and have to cover eight, I think, last year. Some people had the right line. Some people didn't where they got backdoored at the end. But, you know, yeah, I've got to see more on Justin Justin Fields still. And this is a scary game because – I mean, what is the situation with Jimmy G? Are, are they going to trade him? Is he going to be the starter week one? We really don't know. So it's kind of more of a wait and see to kind of get a better judgment for this one. All right. The game you've been waiting for, Steve, the Philadelphia Eagles, four and a half point favorites on the road at the Detroit Lions. Totals 46 and a half. The hype is real in Philly. What would you think about this opening game? Yeah, the hype is real. I mean, God, this fan fan base, they go from saying get rid of Howie Roseman to now absolutely loving him. Make up your mind. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. But, no, they have a lot of potential, a lot of upside. They got some uh, good value, I think, in the draft. And, you know, 
but it like anything, it's the draft. So it's not it's not guaranteed. You know, yes, we got AJ Brown, and that's really exciting as well. But then again, we got to have someone that's going to be able to complete the passes to him. So let's not get a little too ahead of ourselves because, like you and I have talked, I am getting a little little weary that you know people are automatically anointing them to maybe be NFC East champions already, and they haven't even stepped on the field yet. But for for this game, you know, I look back to last year when the Eagles met the Lions in Detroit. They absolutely destroyed them. It was a 44 to six point uh, six game. And, you know, and I was just talking actually with Kiev about this on his podcast that Dan Campbell is the type of coach that is going to get up for these kind of moments. You know, this is a bounce back year. This is year two. This is bulletin board material for him. He's that raw, raw coach like we always talk about. I don't think there's any way in hell they're going to allow Philly to come into their stadium, especially in the opening day, to come in and trounce them like they did. And at four and a half, I I wouldn't be shocked if Philly won, but I could see it being more of a three-point game. So I'm leaning on the Lions already on this one. Interesting. And I already knew that you had that take, but I'd love to hear it again because, uh, you know, you can't be afraid even to go against your own team sometimes, especially in these situations where you you know exactly what happened last year, right? That game was – that game was over before it started. Like that was one of the best Eagles performances all around. You know, I mean, I remember that. Didn't they have like a block pun and like, you know, the return, return interception or something. I mean, they, all kinds of things were happening in that game for Philly. So um, that was probably one of those games last year where the lions were like, hold, hold on a second. We didn't even get to play this game. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of, kind of over already. Um, so I agree. Motivational jump start, and maybe a Philadelphia team, who's going to be hearing a lot of good things about themselves leading up to that. So, you know, that's human nature, right? Sometimes we get a little overly confident, let our guard down. Uh, Dan Campbell's not a coach I'd want to let my guard down against. Uh, uh, Okay, Colts at the Texans. Texans are eight-point dogs, my goodness, Um, at home. Jesus, Uh, that's a ton of points in week one, Steve. But it is the Houston Texans. Uh, And I assume, I mean, it's going to be Davis Mills again, right, who – Hey, Davis Mills, not the worst quarterback in the NFL last year, by the way, has some pretty sharp games. Uh, but here come Indianapolis, Matt Ryan. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I, I I didn't like that Matt Ryan move. I, I like Matt Ryan, but I just don't think that he's going to like change the scope of the Indianapolis Colts and where they can go necessarily. Um, so eight-point dollars just based off of maybe an inflated line here. I would probably have to lean towards the Texans. Again, this is a divisional game. Uh, they have pride. It's a new season. Davis Mills has no lack of confidence, man. He he was slinging it last year quite a few times. He's seen this team before, so he's got his practice reps in against the Colts. And the Colts, whether it's Carson Wentz or somebody else, they're not a team that blows anybody out. They 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 haven't done that for years. You know, really since uh, Peyton Manning left. So um, I would probably have to lean towards the Texans in Week One. That's an absurd line. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's too many points. I think it's too many points for week one against kind of more of an unknown team on the road with Matt Ryan and how he's going to perform in the, with the Colts versus a year two rookie quarterback that came out and actually showed some flashes and I think has uh, has every bit of uh, the talent to, to, to give these Houston Texans some sort of life and some sort of spark. We saw Houston hang around in games last year, put up numbers, and they're going to be at home. So, yeah, I don't mind taking Houston here with that many points with being week one. Absolutely. Okay, let's go Jaguars, Commanders. Commanders are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Totals 44. Yeah, one thing with this now, we got Carson Wentz 
uh, back in the NFC East. Jacksonville, I think, is going to um, definitely have a better season than they did last year. You know, they have Doug Peterson now as head coach. He's all, I think all you have to do is show up and try compared to what Urban Meyer did. So, you know, it's a it's an interesting matchup. I think Wentz is going to come out hyped hyped up. Uh, minus four, I think, might be a little a little a little too uh, too big for uh, the Commanders to cover. I could see this being more of a three point type of game, just because you know we saw we saw Wentz with the with the Colts not able to really put teams away, let teams hang around, and I think with the does Doug Peterson uh, angle as well, head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know he's got to have to know a, a little bit about Carson Wentz and how to play him and what his weaknesses are, right? So look, just look for uh, Washington to maybe escape there with a win, but a 3.1 at that. Yeah, I, I agree. If I if we get the hook on this uh, in September, I'd probably have to go with the, the Jaguars. I mean, I think Washington is clearly the better team and they're at home, but the Doug Peterson factor, right? Mm-hmm. The Jaguars have a have a father figure now, right? They actually have an adult in the room who can, yep. uh, you know, help this team succeed, who knows how to do it, has the experience in the NFL. So that that team has to look different in several ways. They're going to be more competitive. Um, and if if I'm if I'm picking a you know mental battle between Carson Carson Wentz and somebody else, I'm probably going to pick the other guy. Uh, no offense to Carson, but I don't know how mentally strong he is from what I've seen. So. Uh, early early week one line would be a lean towards the Jaguars for me. Let's go Chiefs at the Cardinals. Chiefs only three-point favorites on the road, um, which, you know, it's still the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's surprising, but their defense, ooh, their defense is getting pretty depleted here, Steve. Uh, totals at 53. Um, so I, the Cardinals start hot. So I kind of want to take it just based on that, right? Cardinals plus three. We're getting points. For a dog at home who plays really well in the first half of the year, but probably the best play in this one is going to be the over. I mean, with the lack of defense that the Chiefs are probably going to have this year, uh, and don't necessarily believe in anything that the Cardinals are going to do on defense either. Again, first half of last year, they looked good, uh, but then their defense really fell off too. So lean would be to the over in this one, I think, is the best play. You got anything on this one? Yeah, I think you know the the lean definitely looks to the over for f fifty three is I I believe is what it is at fifty three, but you know that could be one of those plays and little where everyone's expecting this big back and forth game and it just kind of goes flat line on us. Uh, who 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 really knows? Um, we're gonna see a lot. We're gonna see a Kansas City team without Tyreek Hill. How is that going to affect them? Are they going to be able to stretch the field as much? You know, uh, are they going to be able to score as quickly as they used to? So that's kind of all play factors. Arizona kind of sputtered out there at the end is that going to you know come into play and pick right up where they left off or are they going to you know start the season like they did last year hot and ready to go so yeah i don't really have a play on this one yet this is one of those this is one of those tough ones that i kind of really want to just see them both these teams play and then pick them for the future weeks to come maybe yeah, that, that's probably something that Steve and I can both learn from from last year. Probably a lot of our listeners could. I know that I tend to be overexposed in week one, and that almost never goes well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's week one for a reason, right? There's still a lot of stuff we don't know. So, yeah, we don't know a lot, yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about Raiders and Chargers? Uh, Chargers are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Of course, not much of a home field advantage, though. Totals at 52, and uh, you told me before the show that Colin Kaepernick is being worked out by the Raiders, so mm-hmm. he'll probably take Derek Carr's spot, and they'll probably blow out the Chargers here. Right, Steve? I think that's the uh, that's the game plan, right? I, well, I was actually looking at their depth chart. I mean, Jared Stidham's the number two, I think, and then behind that's Nick Mullen. So, 
Yeah. I guess there's an argument to be made that I think Jar- Jared Stidham's really bad, dude. Like really bad. So <laughs> I mean, like, really bad. So okay, maybe maybe Kaepernick could step in there for a backup role, but regardless, uh I have no idea. Uh <laughs> but this game though, um I mean, we saw we saw the uh, the end of the year. Uh, Vegas got the best of uh, the Chargers, and the Chargers just didn't want to take the sure thing in the tie and make the playoffs. So they decided to keep pressing the uh, the gas pedal to the floor and going for it on fourth downs and whatnot, not not being able to execute. But um, yeah, I, I really don't I really don't know for this game at, at all. Actually, <laughs> these, yeah. these teams are this is a division game. These teams are. The Raiders really in the beginning of the year too. They show a lot of flashes, and they uh, yeah. they they come in. They come in uh, very capable. Hopefully, the Chargers uh, Chargers head coach uh, maybe calms down a little bit with his fourth fourth down play calling. Yeah, well, uh, I'll, all I know is Justin Herbert is getting jacked, man. So I hope that, I hope we're oh, seeing Herbert. Apparently, I don't know if it's a memes or if somebody's just like really? these pictures, but like. Uh, the the developmental growth of Justin Herbert continues in all ways. Uh, I'm a big Herbert fan, man. I, I hope that they come out and, and he's slinging it and they win um, because the Chargers are – they should be loaded. I mean, Khalil Mack, right, brought over to the Chargers now. Yeah. Um, they, they're filling a lot of holes and filling holes in the offensive line too. That's smart. Protect Justin Herbert. So uh, this team should be better. I mean, on paper they are. And the Raiders – Okay, you you know you brought over Devonte Adams. That's a huge a huge acquisition. But Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing to him anymore. So you know their car is pretty good though. But um, it's still you know they had a chemistry that was weird, man. Like it's like it's like you and I in circa. You know Aaron Rodgers would like throw the ball. Fifteen seconds later, Devonte Adams would turn around and the ball would be right there. It's like mm-hmm. you know some kind of weird chemistry. So I'm not sure if that's going to continue for the Raiders. So not many thoughts for me on that one either. Packers and Vikings. Um, Packers are one and a half point favorites on the road, which that seems a little short, doesn't it, for a perennial Packers team who's been to the playoffs over and over again. Aaron Rodgers still there, uh, but the Vikings do have a new coach now, and maybe they did actually compete in every game. Maybe they're not as crazy and up and down. I don't know. Um, I don't know. This line's weird. I mean, do you have any like intel? Why? Why is this one and a half? Isn't Isn't Green Bay the better team? Well, who does Who does Green Bay have to throw to? They have Sammy Watkins. You know, that's their number one right now, I believe. So, yeah. not having Devonte Adams, that's going to change the whole dynamic of their offense right now. They, you know, they drafted a rookie uh, wide receiver in the second round, I believe. Um, I don't know if they still have Randall Cobb, but you know, these guys are getting up there in age. These aren't These aren't. Um, you know the cream of the crop anymore in the league. So Aaron Rodgers can only do so much. Um, and we know that Vikings offense, and we always say year in year out that, you know, they have the talent, you know, they have the running back, they have the receivers, you know, Kirk Cousins. And unfortunately it's not a, uh, it's not a primetime game either. It's, you know, 430 game on Fox. So um, I'm going to actually be probably leaning at home, home opener for Vikings here to start off their season one and a half. Wow. I love that. Love that. Okay, this is my big spot, Steve. The New York Football Giants. Danny Giants. Tennessee Titans. Giants are six and a half point dogs. Totals 44. All right, here's something from the jump that I don't like. I'm hearing from some pretty sharp people that they like the Giants. So I'm like, really? I, I don't know, guys. 
Um, but, you know, the, the Titans without A.J. Brown, when they don't have A.J. Brown, they're, they're not as good of an offense. That's for sure. And I do think that the New York Giants are going to be a better team. I don't know what that amounts to. But, you know, Steve, as a fan, when you're just, you know, obviously we're watching our team, we're reading news about them, we're just, you know, we're, we're ingesting stuff about our team all the time. Uh, you, you know when you just know the Giants are going to be different and, uh, and, and they're going to be better. I just know that. Brian Dayball is a good coach. It's obvious. The way he talks, the way he connects to players, what, what he did in Buffalo, what he's done before in his career. Um, so they are going to be a better team. How much better? I don't know. Too much of it for me is still on Daniel Jones, who apparently, I mean, this is what they say every year, you know, he's looking sharp, uh, you know, doing all the right things in the offseason. So whatever. But like, can the Giants keep this close? I hope so. I'm certainly not going to have some kind of strong plan right now. Tennessee's at home and it's going to be Derrick Henry time. So it's going to be a big test for the Giants from the jump. You got any views on this one? No, I uh, you know you pretty much nailed it. I I actually really like the Giants in this one. I think it's too many points. Uh, Giants have a lot to prove, and I think they are substantially going to be a better team this year. You got addition to getting Barkley back and uh, Tennessee. You know, losing AJ Brown, like you discussed. You know, they have the uh, the rookie wide receiver coming in, but you know yeah. that's kind of a lot to be seen yet with him. And I just, I just think that the Giants are going to come out with, uh, you know, something to prove this year, and and not just l- lay down. And Dan- Daniel Jones, this is his, this is his year. This is his year to decide if he's going to remain a starting quarterback in this league. And an offensive line that's finally a little revamped. I mean, good lord, give give Saquon at least a few blocks. For God's mm-hmm. sake. All right, the Bucks at the Cowboys. Uh, Bucks are two point favorites on the road. Totals fifty two. Any thoughts on this one? Well, if it's any indication of what we saw last year, at the beginning of the season, like we talked about, yeah, maybe definitely look towards the uh, looks towards the over. But you know, I kind of like Dallas. I think at home in this spot right now, you know, it's going to be talked about a lot this year. Is you know, is Brady is is this going to be Brady's last year? Like we talk about every year, is he focused now on his uh on his TV career now? Is he is he really checked out or you know that's going to be all the side commentary? But you know, Dallas, you know, moving on from uh. Um, Cooper, you know, that was, that, was a, that was a big loss for them. And let's see how that bodes for them because I guess CeeDee Lamb is going to step up and be in the, the number one wide receiver spot. And is he ready to take that type of uh, the reins on that? Because, you know, he's very capable of dropping a lot of balls in some games at key times. But, you know, Dallas, they have the pieces, as we know. They have the defense. And being at home, I think they this line, plus two and a half, I think I could, I could take them at home here. Yeah, you know, Dallas reminds me a lot of their um, counterpart there in Dallas, the Mavericks. A lot of a lot of talent on these teams, uh, but they're up and down, up and down. One side of the court or one side of the ball doesn't always show up. Uh, but these are those spots where the Cowboys can just absolutely blow you away, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I know it's not exactly a hot take at this point. I mean, the man's, what, 43, 44? But this does feel like the final year for Tom Brady. It does feel like there has to be a little bit of regression Maybe in his overall output too, just because maybe he's not putting as much time towards it. I mean, he already has the uh, you know the contract with Fox Sports. You know, he's got a lot going on. His future is taken care of. Um, the Cowboys have a lot to play for. The Cowboys always have high expectations, uh, and they're and they're going to be confident in this one because of what they did in Week One last year. So you know they they easily could have won that game. So 
Um, I would have to lean towards the Cowboys too, and definitely a strong lean to the over. That might actually be one of those bets that if you're listening and you're thinking about taking some NFL bets right now, that's probably a pretty good one to take. There's no way. I mean, unless Dak Prescott, you know, breaks his leg in, you know, the summer or something, that line, that total is not going down. I yeah, mean, there's really, there's really no reason for that. Yeah, it probably only go up. Yeah. Yep. All right. The uh, Sunday night game. The uh, oh no, the first Monday night game. Sunday night game was the Bucks and Cowboys. The first Monday night game, a double header. We got the Broncos with Russell Wilson going to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. And I think this line is wrong because I, I think the Denver Broncos are going to be a really good team this year. And I think Seattle is going to suck. Uh, so I'll just start off saying that. But Seattle's four-point dogs at home totals 41. You got anything on this one? Um, yeah, you know, that really raises the red flag for me. The um, I, Right now I'm seeing – I'm on Action Network right now, so what, I don't know what line yet. I'm better line, but it's at four and a half. Is that what you have? And, I got four on better line. Yeah, it just seems a little short, and it kind of raised a flag for me, like in in the sense that, like, I think I'm like leaning towards Seattle because I think everybody, right, is like, oh, Russell Wilson's going to go back to Seattle and hammer them, and it's kind of giving me like a feeling like Tom Brady when he went back to the Patriots last year, and I think they only won by like two, and the line was seven. And it was like everyone was saying it was such a sure thing, but you and I were on the side of the Patriots just because it's one of those things where it just seems too good to be true, and I think that's going to be the case with this one. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting take, and that's that's a contrarian angle to what I just said. That's for sure. That's what's why we do it together, brother. Um, I just don't. I, I I have so much more research and prep to do for the NFL season. But God, I don't think the Seahawks team is going to be good, and I would love it if Baker went to Seattle and that's what it's, you know, the, the, um, the rumors are saying that, right. That like apparently he just bought some real estate or, or, or had some kind of investment there in the Washington area. Okay. Um, you I know, mean, I, and you know, people are saying that Pete Carroll, that, you know, Baker's his kind of guy. I, I, I don't, I don't see that one, but um, yeah, Baker is going to have to work behind an offensive line that is not going to offer him the same kind of protection. So that's just a show that I can't wait to see Steve. Uh, and so for that, um, but I'm a little biased about it. So I uh, early lean would be the Broncos, but kind of hard to say when we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be with Seattle. Uh, the final game, Steve, this, Steve, this is, this is a pre 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 preseason show and we still couldn't hit it in under 30 minutes. We just can't do it, man. We, yeah, we just, we just love it too much, but chargers. No, no, no. No, I think Wait. we, I think we got them all. Oh shit. That was the last game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was it. What are the two Monday night games? Is it Chargers? No, I guess it's only that one then, the Broncos and Seahawks. I thought there was two Monday. Oh, no. Um, This year they're doing it different because Philly is a Monday night game week two, and they're having two, I believe, Monday night games week two. Yeah. Let me Uh, see. Yeah. Week two, they have two two Monday night games. Yeah, you're right. Titans, Bills, Vikings, Eagles. Yeah. Yeah. So – all right, yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's why don't they just do more double headers on Mondays? I mean, I I mean, I like the Thursday games, but you know, teams don't like the Thursday games. So just do a bunch of double headers on Mondays. Then we have more choices if one game sucks. Yeah, but what are we gonna do Thursday then? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Watch college football, maybe. Nah, yeah. I, mean, I, I love I love college football, but not like the NFL. Right. Um, man, Steve, that was fun. It was like old times, man. It was. Yeah, it's like it feels like we're back already. 
Okay, let me ask you one more question. You gotta just you gotta just do it on the fly here. If you had to pick five circa picks right now against the spread, oh, wow, okay. What are you going with? I mean, I think. Wait, I wait, wait, wait. Let's let's go back and forth because. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. All right. Uh, uh, I I feel really confident now after I talked about it. Uh, Carolina. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Steelers six and a half. Detroit four and a half. Oh. The Gi- No, not the Giants. Um. Well. Uh, Texans, honestly, Texans at home plus eight and Minnesota at home. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We'd have to talk about Minnesota and, uh, what's the first one you said? Carolina. Yeah. Carolina. Yeah. But you know, people want to know about our process, obviously, uh, you know, one, one lineup that we had in last year's circa and, and then, you know, that's all it took, right. It's one entry. Uh, we'll speak more to that process on future podcasts and ideally, I would like to bring you back in the show at least once a month, Steve, before the season starts off in September. And then, you know, we'll go balls to the wall like we always do when the season comes, man. I can't wait. You know, it's um, funny. <laughs> you, I'd like to bring you on once a month. You know, it's a, that'd be like only two months until we're back. I know. The- That's true. That's true. Well, let's try to get. Let's try to get at least three more shows in before September, I guess. If that's I my point. But. I can't believe it, though. That's what I mean. It's like it's so right around the corner. Well, and thank God for some of these other sports like soccer, like the NBA, like baseball, who keep us afloat. The summer gets a little slow, that, that's for sure. But it's it's the summer, right? So we want to kind of not be you know pinned down on Sundays. But right. is there any is there anything like the fall, man, when football is hitting every Sunday? Sundays do not have the scaries when it's the NFL, because no. it's just, that's that's the day that I look forward to. Yep, that's the best day. Yep, best day of the year is on NFL Sundays. All right, brother. Love having you back. Um, check out Steve too. He he was just on the Oddsbreakers Oddsbreakers podcast today, so you'll probably see that available once you see this available. We're gonna put this one out on Friday, May twenty seventh. Hope you guys enjoyed, Steve. Any parting words? Can't wait to have it back, man. The season is almost here. Almost. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Let's, yeah, we're gonna say that throughout the season again. Uh, can't wait, man. God, man. Let's just start the season now. No, we can't do it. Uh, but we're at least going to have one entry, probably two. Uh, maybe we'll add, add that survivor component to our podcast, uh, as well. Although, you know, we don't want to give away all of our secrets. There's a big bullseye on us now, Steve. There is. People know us. What we're talking about. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, follow Steve at Bobo Bets. That's B O H B O H Bets. Follow me at Farley Bets, and we'll check you next time, guys. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. See you guys.